And as we now turn our minds to focus on one thing that the Lord Jesus said as he hung upon the cross, we ask that the significance of it, the truth of it, the wonder of it, might uh, embolden our hearts, minds and lives, that we might live by the truth of the words. Please help us as we reflect upon it now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I am sorry for a couple of the technical difficulties this morning and that you haven't been able to see the words, but uh, there's something good about listening sometimes. And now as we turn our minds to, uh, to think on something Jesus said, it's very easy. We don't need to have the reading up behind us because we're only going to be thinking on three words and they're written on the banner next door. So the context of words is important. Would you agree with me? context of words is important. To really be able to understand what's meant by certain words, it makes a difference sometimes, the context. Sometimes it makes a huge difference. Who said the words? How did they say them? What did they mean by them? What had been going on behind them? The same words can mean very different things depending on the context. Let me give you an example of that. Imagine you're sitting at home and a member of your family says, i got to go now, honey. What would you think? Firstly, you might say, why are you calling me honey? No one calls me honey. Uh, It could mean that the person's got an appointment that they've got to pop out for. It could be that they're heading down to the shop to get some milks. I've got to go now, honey. It could mean a number of, uh, lots, lots of different options. However, if you've seen the movie Armageddon, it may mean something else. By the way, if you haven't seen the movie Armageddon, don't don't watch it. It's not this is not an endorsement of that movie. I saw it once years ago. I will never watch it again. Uh, in but in Armageddon, if you haven't seen it, the plot of the movie is that there's an asteroid that's hurtling towards Earth and it's going to hit Earth and it's going to destroy Earth. But just before you get worried, don't worry. We've got Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis goes to space with a few other people to see if they can sort this asteroid out. Bruce Willis leaves behind his daughter. He promises his daughter he'll be back, uh, but it all goes horribly wrong while they're up in space, and Bruce Willis has to manually detonate an explosion that will blow up the asteroid, save the planet Earth, but also blow himself up as well. That should be the last one. That should be the last one. But he gets to Skype his daughter one last time from space, and his very last words to her are, i got to go now, honey. And suddenly it's not just about an appointment that we're late for or going to get some milk at the shops. Suddenly those words take on much more meaning. There's hidden depth. There's so much more behind the words themselves. These are the last words that will ever be heard on the lips of this man. This, uh, they reveal that this man is about to save the world by, but by ending his life. They are so much more than just five words. Say hello to my little friend. That could be about an introduction in a group of people or it could be a guy bringing out a gun about to cause havoc. Context matters when it comes to words. It's not just what's said, it's who's saying them. It's the meaning behind them. It's the situation that's going on. This morning, we've heard readings all from John's Gospel all the way through describing the crucifixion of Jesus. We heard of his arrest We heard of his trial. We heard ultimately of his execution. But in the final reading that Vic just brought to us, we heard Jesus utter his final words in the Gospel of John at his death, and it's our theme for this Easter. He simply said the three words on the banner behind me, 
It is finished. It is finished. But what did he mean by it? We need the context. We've got to understand who said these words and what situation, meaning what, in order to properly understand what Jesus meant when he said it is finished. So let me read out the, the, context, the, the word context for you for a moment. This is what Vic read just a few moments ago. Later, knowing that all was now completed and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to the lips of Jesus. When he'd received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So what did he mean by these words? There's a couple of different options, aren't there, as we think about it. Did he mean that he'd finished the drink? He just had a drink, and did he mean it's finished, it's all gone? Or I've finished drinking from it, I don't want any more? Or did he know that he himself was about to die, that he was about to breathe his last? And so he was talking about his life and said, yeah, it's over, it is finished. You could read it in one, either of those two ways. Uh, you could take it in a few other ways as well. But as I've said this morning, context is very important. And I want to say as clearly as I can this morning here that Jesus' cry here was not just about the drink that he'd just partaken of, nor was it just the cry of a person who knew that he was about to breathe his last. Although you could read it in those ways, Jesus meant far more by these three words. What he meant by them was that everything that he'd come to do, all that Jesus had come to accomplish, all that his life was about achieving, had been completed. In other words, these final words of Jesus in John's Gospel are triumphant. It's like saying, mission accomplished. It is finished. That's what he was saying. Because in John's Gospel, it's been clear right from the start of the book that Jesus' purpose for coming, his very reason for living life on this earth, was to die. Think about that for a moment, because it's odd to think about that. But Jesus says his very purpose for coming to live here was to die. The very first time Jesus is seen in this gospel, John the Baptist saw him, and do you remember the words he said about him? Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. They're odd words to say about someone. But the picture that John the Baptist was using there was of a lamb that was used as a sacrifice in the Old Testament. The lambs died in the place of the people. And so John is saying straight away, there's the sacrifice who's going to die for the sins of the world. That's how Jesus is described on right from the beginning of it. Jesus himself described uh, his death as his purpose for being here. In John chapter 12, Jesus says himself, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. All the way through John's Gospel, it keeps saying his hour hasn't come or his time hasn't yet come. Then at chapter 12, it says the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And he speaks about what? His death. The purpose of Jesus in coming to earth was not just to teach wonderful truths, although he taught wonderful truths. His purpose in coming to earth was not just to perform incredible miracles, although he performed incredible miracles. His purpose in coming was not just to lead a wonderful example of how to live life on this planet, although he did that. His purpose coming to earth was to die. 
was to give up his life for you and I. It was to do what the Lamb had done in the Old Testament, to give his life as a substitute for us so that we might have true life. And so as you read through John's Gospel, knowing who he is, the Lamb of God, knowing that the reason he came, his death, then you realise that Jesus' death on the cross on that first Good Friday wasn't unfortunate. We don't remember Good Friday each year thinking, well, that's, that was a shame. That was a disaster I wish had never occurred. We don't think it was a tragic end to a wonderful life cut down in its prime. Jesus wasn't crucified because he was overcome by his enemies or because he was defeated or he lost or anything like that. John's clear all the way through the gospel that this was Jesus' very purpose and plan, that Jesus was in control every step of the way. It only happened because he allowed it to happen. We see the cross, the death of Jesus, as the place where Jesus achieved his very purpose in coming, where he completed what he came to accomplish. We see it as the place where Jesus was able to say at the end, it is finished. I've done it. Mission accomplished. That's what he was saying. Because it was here that the Lamb of God took away the sin of the world. It was here where Jesus went to the cross and gave his life for you and for me. It was here that Jesus defeated sin. It was here that Jesus defeated Satan. It was here where him fulfilling the law allows the benefits of that to be applied to you and I. All the purposes of God were completed on the cross and Jesus could say, it is finished. He'd gone to the cross and in our place he'd drunk the cup of the Father's wrath so that we could be forgiven, we could have new life, we could be made the very children, sons and daughters of God. In the cross, God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit are working together so that you and I might be saved, so that despite us being guilty of the things that we say and do and think, justice might be served but not received by us. That Jesus as the Lamb received what we should have. And because of that, we're saved, rescued, forgiven, made children, adopted. All this, all the plans and purposes of God were achieved on the cross. And so think about it. As Jesus, having been betrayed, beaten, mocked, scorned, nailed to a cross, forsaken by his Father, as Jesus came to the end of his life, as he was about to breathe his last on the cross, he was able to say, it is finished. I've done it. Mission accomplished. Good Friday is the day when we remember that God has done it all. It's finished. Everything that needed to happen for us to be his children, for us to be forgiven and receive new life, has been done for us on the cross. It is finished. And so as I draw to a close this morning, I want to ask you just one final question. And that is, do you know that? Do you know that it's finished? That it's done? that it's been done for you, all of it, completely, utterly. The purposes of God have been accomplished by Jesus for you on the cross, which means there's nothing else that you need to do except trust in that which has been done for you. Nothing else. It's done for you. Trust in it. Trust in him. Which means we don't have to worry about our relationship with God anymore if we're trusting in Jesus. He's fixed it, done it. It's dusted. It's finished. And I point that out because sometimes we can become worried about our relationship with God. We know what we're like. 
We know how we fail, sometimes every day, sometimes spectacularly. Even if other people don't see it when they see us, we know ourselves and our own hearts and we know that the Lord knows ourselves and our our own hearts. And so the temptation is to worry about how God views us. And we think, well, I've got to pull my socks up a bit higher. I've got to get things sorted out a little bit more. Or we feel like we've got to reach a certain level of achievement or we've got to behave to a certain level of behaviour and we can never be sure, have we done enough? Or have I reached the level or are my socks high enough? But that's not the right way to think. It's been done for us and it is finished. That's what we trust in and believe. That's what gives us certainty and assurance. This is the good news of Christianity. This is why Christians can have absolute confidence, not because we got confidence in ourselves, but because it was finished by the one who is our Saviour and Lord. And so I want to say when you're feeling down and you walk with, with the Lord or you're worried or you're unsure of where you stand with God, don't trust your feelings or experiences because sometimes those will be good and sometimes those will be bad. Don't trust your expectations of yourself because sometimes you'll meet those expectations and other times you will let those expectations down. Don't trust yourself. Trust the one who's done it for you. Trust the Lord Jesus who was able to do it and then say, it is finished. It's over. It's done. All we do is trust in what he's done. And so today we remember that Jesus' words here and the, the last words that he speaks in John's Gospel on the cross are words of triumph, which is why, although Good Friday is a sombre day because of the seriousness of what went on, it's not a sad day where we're remembering failure or loss. It's a triumphant day. And Jesus' words here are triumphant. It is finished. Thank God that that is true.